Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. We are back. George Norrie with you along with Sasquatch researcher Jim Myers. Jim, uh, we've got some pictures you sent us uh, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. And uh, they were just fantastic, fantastic pictures of uh, folks. If you want to get up to the coasttocoastam.com website and look at, you won't believe it. You just look at the pictures of tree limbs and trees that have been pulled down and absolutely torn apart. A normal guy couldn't do that. I mean, these things are about eight inches thick, the tree truck, and it's just truly unbelievable. But the pictures you sent us, Jim, how in the world could some creature rip those tree limbs like that? With incredible strength. That's that's the... The thing that that people don't realize, and people see these kinds of things every day when they're out hiking, and tree limbs that are broken or or trees that are are arched over and stuck into the ground takes superhuman strength, but we walk right by them, never asking ourselves, how did that get to be like that? And so I see them everywhere. I have literally thousands of photographs of these kinds of tree structures from all over Colorado, but even other states, and they're always the same, always broken the same way. It's amazing. Our guy couldn't do that. No, no. It's, like I said, it's superhuman strength. And let's talk about the intelligence of Sasquatch. Uh, in your opinion, uh, how intelligent is this creature, and how do we know whatever you're going to tell us? My opinion is that they are as intelligent as we are. And the reason I say that is, is one, their language. They have a very complex language, which uh, we've recorded, and um, there's the, the famous recordings by Ron Moorhead. And these creatures speak to one another and attempt to speak to us, I believe, if we could just understand what they're saying. But more often people are familiar with their more animal-type vocalizations of yelling, screaming, growling, but they do speak, they do talk to one another, and it sounds very much like our own language. You just can't understand the words. Is it a little guttural? or? I've, when I've heard it, when I've been out um, in the woods, I literally thought hikers were on their way around the corner because it sounded like people talking. They just, there was no one there. And so uh, it, it appeared to me to be the voices of humans just too far away to, to discern the words that were being spoken. But uh, it was, it's definitely a language. There's no question in my mind that they have a complex language, which takes a high level of intelligence. We're going to be in Everett, Washington, the end of September, and Ron Moorhead is going to be one of our guests, Jim, on stage, and he's bringing some of those voice sounds. And I, I, I bet it brings chills when you hear it. Well, it does, especially when you realize that it's not people that are speaking. And I believe that they, they purposely seek us out and they purposely try to communicate with us uh, of course, there's the whole aspect of mind speak that is an, another topic of their intelligence, but many people report that they believe that they can be 
spoken to in their mind by a Sasquatch, but their intelligence, I think it's beyond the language, it's it's by their own behavior, the, even their own sense of humor, uh, which is requires a high level of intelligence, and, and we've seen them do things that definitely demonstrate a sense of humor that goes beyond what an ape would do. I heard a story, I'm going to tell you, tell you this, I may have told you this when we did our Beyond Belief show, uh, we had a caller called several years ago, and he was out fishing on the bank of a lake. And it was wooded, and uh, he was there fishing, and he caught two trout. He looked up, and about 15 feet away from him, he claims was Sasquatch, looking at him and looking at the fish. Now, he's holding the two trout. And he looks at Sasquatch looking at him and looking at the fish, and, you know, he's scared to death. He hands the Bigfoot the two trout, and and the creature takes them, looks at the guy, gives him back one. Now, I don't know if that's real or not, but do they think like that? Well, very often I've, I've we've experienced this, and, and others I know have experienced it when— we're doing gifting with Sasquatch that they almost never take everything that we put out. They always leave some. It's almost as though they're saying, we're not greedy. We appreciate you bringing things or putting them out. Mm-hmm. And so they'll leave some and they'll bring their own offering uh, as well to kind of trade what they've taken. And so, Interesting. again, shows a very high level of intelligence. And morality. And morality, and and the fact that they want to communicate with us at a level that we can understand. If we can't communicate verbally, we can communicate non-verbally. Do we, do we have any stories, Jim, of Sasquatch hurting a human being? There are stories out there. They are, there's not many, and they're hard to verify, but they, I've heard of a few stories where, and I would say in, in, in the cases that I've heard, there was some provocation that preceded the injury to a, to a human, but when, when those stories are told, there's, there's the other side of missing people who, have, who are never found. And the question is, were those cases of Sasquatch violence against humans and the, and the people didn't survive, so they never could tell their story. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a big question. But yes, I've heard of stories where uh, people had, in one case, I know of a story of a man who had his forearm ripped off by a Sasquatch. Oh, geez. Um, after he was in a logging camp here in Colorado many, many years ago when they were building one of the resorts, and they captured a young Sasquatch that had been stealing food from their stores and it took five men to main, to control it, and I guess the foreman was gone at the time, and, and the workmen didn't know what to do with it, so they threw it in an empty shed and piled some big logs against the door to prevent it from escaping, and it was screaming the entire time. And the person who had the violence done against him was, the, I guess, the first one on watch that night. Ah. And the parent showed up. He called it the big ape. But the big ape showed up, 
slap the logs out of the way and grabbed this guy and pulled off his arm and threw him against the shed and knocked him cold and, of course, took its young one with it. And I, there, there must have been a doctor in the camp that kept him from bleeding out. But uh, the person that recounted the story who heard him tell it said he was missing his arm from the elbow down. Could have been a story that he fabricated, but they said that the arm looked... It was not a hospital amputation. Amputation. It was crudely repaired whenever it was repaired. And it's probably highly likely that the Sasquatch wasn't intending to rip the guy's arm off. He was just too powerful. It's possible because if they wanted to kill him, they would have killed him. I mean, they're, they're they would have smashed him up. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, and it was so I sort of self defense. He was yeah, trying to protect and, his little baby. To, to rescue its young one, but there was prov- provocation there. But the vast majority of encounters, 99.9% of encounters, are brief. The Sasquatch shows up. Uh, they're seen. In many cases, they want to be seen. They, they, they attract our attention so that we'll turn and look at them, whereas we wouldn't have seen them had they not made a noise so that we would look. And so they want to be seen and then they quickly disappear. And so uh, I don't think that they necessarily intend to do us harm, but they certainly can if that if that need ever arose or they felt threatened in some way. We're going to take calls with Jim Myers next hour, so get ready any moment, folks, on that. Is there a paranormal aspect, Jim, to any of this? I believe there is. I, I believe we've seen a number of things that would lend us to to believe that they are paranormal. Uh, One would be the presence of orbs that accompany Sasquatch very often, um, either at the same moment or uh, Sasquatch will be seen and then orbs show up. Uh, There's the whole aspect of them appearing and disappearing seemingly at will. this, this mind-speak aspect, which I've never experienced personally, but know a number of friends who claim to have that experience. Um, so there's, there's many things about Sasquatch that even healing, healing people. I've, I have numbers of very credible stories of people being healed of terminal illnesses by a Sasquatch. Amazing. All those things combined would say they're more than just a physical being, they have aspects to them that are certainly paranormal. Have you ever seen a Sasquatch? I've seen one once in the daytime. I was fishing at a, at a oh, lake. You're the guy who caught the two trout, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I was fishing very early in the morning. It's an area where there's been many, many sightings. And I was there camping because it was a hot spot. And as I'm fishing... Uh, I fly fish, and I just cast, and I was looking around, and I looked up above me, and on a rock that was maybe 200 yards away was this enormous creature staring, looking down from the rock. At you. And, well, not necessarily me. It was just looking down, and I saw it, and a, and, and a fish grabbed my fly. I turned to look at the fly. Literally two seconds, I looked back, and it was gone. The Sasquatch was wow. gone. They seem very curious about what we do. I think they watch us far more often than we realize. Absolutely. Now, back to that language. Um, 
based on what you've heard on tapes and otherwise, can you kind of mimic it a little bit for us, Jim? <laughs> they, well, we call it samurai, or it sounds like samurai chatter. Um, if you've ever heard Ron's recordings, it, it sounds like people talking just more, maybe more guttural, walk a walk. Okay, okay. And so it's... Can you make out words in terms of sound? Yes, you can make out words. Uh, We've, we were, I was camping with a number of friends a couple of years ago, and we were, it was was nine in the morning, we were getting ready to break camp, and we heard two voices, a male and a female voice, talking just out of sight, and then they screamed, and we all stopped what we were doing and looked at each other, and then... They talked again and screamed even louder, and of course we didn't have a recorder going because we were getting ready to break camp. So I took my recorder over closer to where the sounds came from, and we went about breaking camp. And what was amazing was, as I listened to that recording later, I picked up three distinct voices, a male, a female, and what seemed to be a child, and many tree knocks, none of which we heard with our ears because we were busy breaking camp. But um, one of the voices, the male voice, there were two tree knocks, and then it yelled something that sounded just like Luther, like someone yelling the name Luther. Like his name, jeez. And a friend of mine went back to that same place the next weekend, and he thought, let's just see what happens. And so he, he yells out, Luther! And immediately there were two tree knocks in the distance in reply to that. Now, what that word means, I couldn't tell you, but it sounded for all the world like a man yelling, and yet there was no one out there where we were camping. Generally, of course, if somebody calls this show, I know if it's a male, female, or a a younger person just by the sound of their voice. So you're saying the Sasquatch voice tones are like that? Yes. There's a definite distinction between a male, a female, and and a juvenile just by the tone, uh, the pitch of the voice. So males obviously have a deeper tone, mm-hmm. deeper pitch, and females a higher tone. And if it was a, an, a juvenile or an infant that we heard, it sounded like a human child uh, talking. Again, you could not understand the words, but it was the tone of a human child. Do they ever get angry, do you think, in terms of vocal? Oh, I think they do. I think when when they scream or roar at people, uh, I think there's a very definite intent to make us leave an area. So when they're when they're unhappy or upset, they have no problem letting us know, and it usually accomplishes its purpose because people don't want to be there anymore. That it's it's terribly frightening when they make those kinds of noises. Has, has anybody ever found the habitat of where they live, a treehouse or anything? There have been nests found on the ground, very large oval nests that were, were uh, apparently Sasquatch were sleeping on the ground. But nothing sophisticated, not, nothing like, a, not sophisticated. like a little house or a you know, hut. People say to me, they can't be that intelligent because they don't build houses. And my response is, they don't build houses because they don't need to build houses. We need to build houses or else we die of cold and exposure. And they don't have mortgages, they don't. so they must be smarter than we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, enough to live in the woods and survive all the seasons. What do you think the population could be of all of them in North America? You know, it's, we often have people come in the store, I mean, every week virtually, and they'll, they'll come in the store and they'll walk around the museum and they come back out and they say, oh, there's more than one. And, and I think, yeah. of course there's more than one. They have to reproduce. So if I were to look just, say, 20-mile radius outside of my town of Bailey, we've had sightings in every direction that could not be the same family group. There have to be five to six family groups in that radius, at least just around this town. So multiply that by the entire country, and we're talking tens, more likely hundreds of thousands of them that exist. There just has to be by the numbers of sightings. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.